everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode. It's the last episode of the year. So thanks everyone for spending the whole year with us. To reflect on the end of the year, we are very proud to announce the first annual NIMFA Alumni Academy of Arts and Sciences annual awards, also known as the NIMFIs. So today we are going to go through nominations for a variety of categories, including most camp, best rebrand, best and worst core. And we'll end obviously with, is it best personal style? Yeah. And then there's going to be a lifetime achievement award that goes beyond the scope of this year's activities. Yeah. So hopefully this is an interesting, comprehensive look back at the year, the highs, the lows. I want to say flops and slays, but I feel like flop and slay would be added to... (laughs) some sort of worst category for this year in terms of language. I won't say that, but without further ado, shall we kick things off with most camp? Is that where you guys want to start today? Yeah, I'm happy to start there. Shall we go through our nomination? (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll give a little, a little intro. Like camp is one of those words that like uncanny Valley, everyone has started really debating and being like, no one knows what this actually means, but lucky for us, someone literally wrote like a whole essay about it. So a whole book. Yeah. Is it a book? I guess I should have read that. <laughs> so yeah, reminder to revisit that if you need to, but you know, camp is really important. I think it has taken on a new function in the age of the internet. And so these are some things that some events that we think carry that spirit very strongly in 2023. So I'll just go through the list. Chinese spy balloon. It was shot down over South Carolina, which is kind of a local achievement. Um, Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift t-shirt on Christ the Redeemer in Brazil. Gwyneth Paltrow ski accident courtroom fashion. The Grimace Shake, Barbenheimer, me going on Barstool Project Verified, Jared Leto's shoe pet cosplay during the Met Gala, Manchester Nightlife Girl Watching, which is a late entry, Gag City, also recent, Keith Lee versus Atlanta, Sheehan brand trip to sweatshop. So what are we thinking, guys? These are good categories. I feel like I don't know why I really liked the Gag City thing. I was just thinking that. Like I... Like I was just, we were just saying how like we feel as a podcast that we have pioneered the mentality for this because our Discord, for those that have not partaken in our Discord. Oh well, I guess this is a private episode, right? This is a Patreon one. So as as our Discord users would know, we were the f- original founders of Gag City, but it was like an infidel in the Gag City. So. Yeah, for some reason, it's really funny to just like impose these ideas of physical space onto online spaces. Like, it just mm-hmm. creates a, the whole... It, it feels like playing when you're a kid, like playing house or something. You just, like, start spiraling out with your imagination. But I do feel like that it's kind of significant that, like, AI imagery... Like, this is, like, a saturation point type of thing for, like, AI memes. Like, people really were fucking with AI. I was going to say that this feels like the only positive achievement made by AI this past year. Like it's the only time I saw people working together on an AI creation where mm-hmm. people were like, this is fun and it makes me happy. Yeah, there was kind of a first wave with like girls and gays on Twitter because I think Bing's AI, unlike the Dolly and like some of the earlier iterations, their image generation ones would let you prompt like images of real people. Mm-hmm. And so like a bunch of people would make ones of like Nicki Minaj crying in front of a Grammy because she doesn't have one. Like these kind of like stand mm-hmm. images of like exaggerated emotion with celebrities. Yeah. So I would say an, a runner up in the spirit of AI that we didn't mention, but that comes to mind is the pictures of Kylie Jenner and sorry, no, Timothy Chalamet and Lana Del Rey, Lana Del Rey in the, as the, the, 
Yeah, as the Mac store monkey, that has to be a, a top moment for this category. Okay, so so I think we can confidently say that the nymphy for most camp goes to Gag City. Yay. I did actually really, I was going to say my close second would have been Keith Lee versus Atlanta. Something about his personality and vibe and his like weird wife and like his christian like backstory the way really that he has his whole family trapped in the car all the time i'm like it kind of seems miserable like he makes so much money but like i don't know i'm really against like we talked about this a little bit in the tiktok shop episode but i'm really against like just not eating at a restaurant and like getting everything to go yeah yeah there's something about him that feels odd i mean i i support him but it's like it's weird to me. He's so baby faced and just has a wife and like a child. And his wife looks like a woman, and he looks like kind of like he could be nineteen. He could be twenty five. Like he just has that face. Yeah, you know? I'm just like, but, what are his qualifications? Does he know how to cook? Like, I don't. I just don't like seeing people eat stuff out of styrofoam. Like, I just yeah. He came out of fucking nowhere, guys. He came from Vegas. Oh my God. He came out of Vegas. Oh, do you um, see that? That's probably why he has that like weird. Not to be un- not to say uncanny, but like <laughs> he's got some weird kind of like unrealness unre- about him. He's literally the animatronic family. That's his family. Yeah, exactly. He. I was about to say. Yeah, he's animatronic. He's. I like watching his his reviews though. No, me too. They're hypnotic. I like when he's like, "God bless you." About like. I don't know, an independent business owner. I don't know. I'm just suspicious of people who are so like universally beloved, like they're doing everything right. And I feel like he qualifies everything that he says with like so much, I don't know, like he does his whole thing of like, just a reminder, please don't go hate on this business. Like obviously that's going to happen. But I feel like universally beloved people is something that we've been missing in our society for far too long. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Like we need to actually have some people that we don't corrupt with like our perverted like attempts to tear everybody down, you know? I guess the reason it makes you guys feel weird is because food critics are usually not universally beloved. It's usually like the opposite. Yeah. True. I mean Anthony Bourdain is that's that's true. He's you know is he is he the new Anthony Bourdain? But the thing is like those old food (laughs) critics, even like Guy Fieri and stuff, are so community based. Like they go into the kitchen, they like talk to people. Keith Lee's thing is like the food experience minus any like, it just it seems very antisocial. I think that's the issue for me. You're kind of right. It just ties into what we spoke about. Yeah, like how it is almost, it's such a pastime for the average American to get some sort of crunchy food and eat it in the car. I mean, I've been back in America for less than 24 hours and I've already done that. So, I mean, I kind of like doing that. I don't do it often, but I do like doing it because it's just like, I feel like my like, car- they're like the original pod. I kind of like it in like a sonic way. Like if you actually do it in a way that feels intentional and kind of futuristic, like especially if you take your food to like a nice parking lot or like yeah. if you park up somewhere special. But I I really hate eating in the car. I don't know, like eating on my lap like that really gives me issues. Um, but something about it feels very like a post-apocalyptic, like Mad Maxi. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. eating in my car. And you're just like and baking in the smell car. of the food. And like, I don't know. I just, I really like... You know, they say like 50% of food is the smell. I feel like 50% of it is also ambiance, but that's very like New York City specific or like city specific yeah. thing. I don't know, but also like small town restaurants have their own ambiance as well. No, they, they do. do. Yeah. Of course they do. Now, okay, what I think is interesting about Keith Lee is like, yeah, he tours around everywhere, but yeah, you would never, he could be totally lying about like where he's going because you can never tell what city he's in because he's always just like in his car. So he's not even showing yeah, he's the recently sights and sounds and in New York and like going on a food tour of New York via car is like 
one of the most random things you could ever do. Like no one he would was ever do that. In New York. Okay, yeah. but that's creative. That's creative. Yeah, guys. actually, that's that's impressive. I'm like, so how do that did you do that? Like pulling up to Joe's Pizza yeah. in your car and like, it's was it amazing. His, was it his own car? Like the same car? I don't know. Actually, we need to get in that car. <laughs> Carpool karaoke with Keith Lee. Is, that's what we're gonna do next. Okay. Okay. Well, he was obviously a very close runner yeah, up yeah, yeah. for most camp. True. I feel like I would like to propose an alternative. Slim Thug, the rapper, he is now like a food reviewer slash like travel blogger on TikTok now. So I feel like, and he's he does he makes really good videos. So go check those. But do you think he's at all like inspired by Keith Lee? Yes, and that's crazy. Yeah. And Slim Thug's like, I, I mean, I it was weird seeing him in these contexts because he was just so hard and like you know get a little scary when I was younger. <laughs> now he's just like in thailand like taking a photo with a monkey like you know what i mean like it's like really cute and funny mm. um anyways so the next category is best rebrand there's some interesting nominees for this section lana as redneck essence as meme account tate mccray as relevant kim mckay as a mogul slash skims as actually chic shout out to perla for Really surfacing that idea in our live episode. Ariana as Leah Michelle. Shein Factory as Wonka esque influencer playground. Victoria's Secret as normal. Troy Savon as horny. Phoebe Philo launching her brand. Unwell Network. Kylie Jenner as hot. Burberry as British. And Kylie Kloss buying ID. Kind of a lot of stuff happened. Is good. Hmm. I mean, I think the choice of on one was just the most transform. Like the yeah, it, it was the most unexpected and kind of like three sixty rebrand. Lives of the were year. changed. Yeah. yeah, it definitely reached the furthest corners. Because still, when I hear one of those little songs, it feels like a fresh memory. Like I think it will go down in people's memories much longer than a lot of these other. I agree, things. and I also feel like obviously everyone. For the past, well, not any, even anymore, but like, you know, marketing agencies are still talking about what is the vibe shift? Where is the vibe shift? And when I, when I saw uh, Troy becoming Broquette and doing like a line dance, that felt like a vibe shift to me. It really did. Yeah. But it, it felt like it was the perfect amount of everything. Like it was the perfect amount of like cool and like obviously creative directed, but also reached everyone and... Yeah, it just felt like it brought a lot of like kind of discoursey niche things like to the mainstream, but in a way that was like not annoying. Like sex discourse, gay discourse, body discourse, but drug discourse. We were gonna dance about that. <laughs> yeah, he killed it. I'm I he's in the top for me, but I actually really liked I don't know. Maybe I should have put the Ariana as Leia Michelle. Dude, her like camp. brought like theater kid home record shit was actually insane. I still can't believe that happened. Like, when I see pictures of Ethan, what's his name? Like, he also is in a Broadway production that is, like, on my street right now. So I'm really scared. Yeah, what, what, what is that again? It's called Spam-A-Lot. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought he was Sponge. I thought that was still running. It was the SpongeBob thing. Ariana's bigger rebrand is, like, Ariana as Asian and then Ariana as white. Like, that was this all in one, the scope of one year, guys, which is crazy. Her hair color right now is so bad. That's not a hot take, but... No, yeah, she... Well, she really just needs to dye her hair a little darker. Like, she's just so washed out. Yeah, I don't know. Like, emotionally immature, like, messy pop stars, like, 
Ariana Grande and SZA, I feel like are kind of going to become a thing of the past. Like Selena Gomez also kind of has that vibe of just like personal messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also feel like obviously Troy is a man and it's different, but I think looking at this body of work that he's produced in this past year, it feels like you can see the effort that went into it, it even in like the, making the concept for it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people are like, oh, like you need to work basically. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely not like a, a lo-fi thing. I think the production value of it was so high and it was just like high quality music, you know, but like yeah, still had that edge of a little bit of sleaze, but it wasn't so like over the top indie sleaze. It was just perfect. Like no notes on Rush, no notes on yeah. Got Me Started. I mean, that song's incredible. One of your girls, like the, the drag moment. Like truly a rebrand as a woman. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so I think... I think we're settled. Yeah, my what would you guys' runner-up be? Because obviously this was a bigger category. Mm-hmm. Well, feels it feels bigger in our minds. Mm-hmm. I like the Lena's redneck one, but that's like personal taste. So I, and I want to be as objective as possible. So I might actually go with Carly Kloss buying ID, but we haven't really even seen. Yeah, nothing's come out of that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. But I'm putting. I'm putting some like Nymphed alumni books into that being really relevant. Burberry's British. I kind of like. I just like that we're talking about like pure definition of a rebrand and like visual branding. You know, we like that. <laughs> I don't know. I like their new logo. Um... Graphic design wise, it, it feels like a good step away from the brand minimalism that we've seen over the past few years where like everyone just has like a sans serif font. Yeah. But there is something that I do like I maybe I'm too much of a traditionalist, but any logo rebrand for some reason, I just recoil at it no matter how good it is, which I agree that the Burberry logo rebrand was really good. But like, yeah, like, I don't know, something makes me recoil. But it's secretly their old logo yeah but not to me because i wasn't alive then i know what you mean, <laughs> what I mean? No. you know it's like, like when you see a brand doing a like it's like that's not up, like, like while you're trying so hard like you're so desperate i know yeah like you hired a yeah there's kind of nothing it's like yeah you hired a branding consultant like you like but... i just yeah i just feel like everybody like in a couple years they're just gonna like rebrand back to the traditional logo like, or because there's been so many logo rebrands this year that it's like, guys, we cannot be doing this. Like, enough. Like, we need to have some scarcity in the creative director space so that we don't rebrand like everything and then nobody recognizes any brand, you know? Um, mm. But yeah, that, that could just be, that, sh- that might just be me though. And I accept that. I understand. You know? My personal taste. Um, okay, yeah. well, let's move on to outfit of the year. There was only one nomination because there was only one outfit to be nominated. Sam, do you want to talk talk to us about that? Yes. So the outfit of the year is Chris Pine in the PBS shirt. I the <laughs> moment I saw this, I felt like the world stood still for a moment for me. Like it was like love at first sight, but with like like sartorially love at first sight. I was so obsessed with this outfit, and I will give you a description. So Chris Pine is walking through the streets of New York City or LA. That looks more like LA, but. He's incredibly disheveled. He's in desperate need of a shave. His hair is tussled. He looks exhausted. His eyes are puffy. He's wearing like a rainbow cardigan and a PBS <laughs> tank top, which is crazy. Lululemon gym shorts with leggings underneath and watches, which is crazy. Like I cannot imagine what was going through his head when he did this, but I think it's such a sleigh. I think all men should wear leggings under shorts like he has done. I think all men should represent great public service 
services like PBS um, and Warachas, I think are my favorite type of men's shoe. So good on Chris Pine. I think it's great that he has adopted some, like, I don't know, to me, it was just like so cool that like, there's so much like leisure in women's fashion that just doesn't slay as hard as I want it to. And like, he just like found a way to make it like so cunty, so avant-garde, you know, with one giant sweep. So that's Yeah, I think it, it captures this air of true randomosity that like doesn't seem like we've seen a lot of like eclectic styling over the past few years that is more like heavily branded or more like maximalist. But this to me is like it reminds me of how like you know how Spotify's when you put stuff on shuffle on Spotify, it's not actually random. It's like an algorithm that seems random because like if it was truly random, you could end up getting like four mm-hmm. songs by the same artist in a row. Um <clears throat> that's a possibility like this to me is like so true random also i will say that it also reminds me of the fact that i think in the past year like the lower leg slash ankle has become an erogenous zone i think for men more than women Mm. but like men have gotten more comfortable wearing these like low profile shoes with no socks or like tight socks kind of cropped pants and I, I just like to see that you know there's nothing sexier than a guy like crossing his legs and he's wearing like no socks or I love that some kind of like nice colored sock yeah I'm buying my boyfriend ankle socks for my mom so. I was talking about like types with my mom yesterday and my sister and my mom was like yeah like my type is guys who wear loafers with no socks so that's what I look for and I was like that is such an epic type to have like Whoa. that specificity of a man. She's got you know, she should date Chris Pine. Yeah, she's mothering. They'd be I think so too. Oh my god. Two blue-eyed devils. <laughs> um <laughs> We can we can arrange that. Yeah, yeah I love this outfit. And I I love men's legs. Oh my god, like love. Like the legging shorts combo is like it's so ballet core, but like male ballet dancer, especially his like wrap sweater that has the same stripe pattern as like the girl from A Case of the Stripes. He has little pink shoes on. Well, these are this brand of Waraches, like Waraches. Um they've been seeing them everywhere. I mean, it's just the same ones. It's it's just leather, they're not pink. Now I see that the detail is, yeah. They're like slightly woven, yeah. And then second runner up, he has this other outfit that's like all black and kind of dirty, but he's wearing these like crazy crazy shoes. Um like weird like rubbery, very like um almost like remember how we were talking about how oil is like this like weird beast from mm-hmm. the center of hell, <laughs> like very like cyclonopedia mm-hmm. thing. I just sent you all a link to these shoes that he was wearing. And I feel like these shoes give that. I wish I knew what they were. They're like clogs, but they're almost like they're nearly tabbies, but they're not. Oh, yeah. They kind of look like no slip shoes, but like a hoof version or something. He knows yeah, what he's like doing. Like, they're like male dance heel clogs, but they kind of look like the shoes from that the um the dwarves wear. In so Snow interesting White. how Chris Pine has aged into like that word. Like, what is it? Like mocking. Like, that's like what his, his face... Like his face, <laughs> he's has such a mocker. He is extremely handsome, but he almost has become more of the archetype of the male model now with age. It's like his true. face could have melted, like Leo's, because he obviously has that positive cantle tilt. But he's aged in a really specific perfume model way, which I think mm-hmm. is what really brings his outfits outfits together. Yeah, we love to him. be honest. He has like the spirit of an artist, you know, so I feel like it having the spirit of an artist just makes you naturally beautiful. But 
Also, yeah, like there's this there's other photos of him that he was in Paris Fashion Week wearing like a suit, like this green suit, but he was just walking the streets barefoot. Like, yeah. He was like walking around barefoot at Fashion Week like a few years ago. I think ago. he captures the spirit of like the a true like Hollywood bohemian. Mm-hmm. 